We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Oh, boy, it's almost here. We've got the schedules coming out shortly after we record this episode. That means the NBA season. It is right around the corner, and we have a ton of news to get into. I don't know, Keith, like, I'm excited about the schedule coming out, but we are we know some of the main days already. Like, some of the big marquee games have already leaked out ahead of time, which is which is so on-brand for the NBA. Yeah, yeah. My So my schedule process used to be, are they playing opening night? Are they playing yeah. Christmas Day? Are they playing on MLK Day? Then it would be, all right, when are the Lakers in Celtics games? Because sure. I don't care what anybody says. No matter how good those two teams are or not good, because we've experienced that over the years. Um, yes, we have. Those games still mean more. Even when they both stunk and were bad at the same time, it was still those were still big games. So I, um, I, I always look for those. Then I look for when are they here in Orlando? Um, selfishly so that I know the teams when they're going to be in town here. And then after that, I start looking like back to backs, like clear, like schedule disadvantages and those kind of things. There's a really cool, um, app tool site, uh, presidual does their, uh, oh. their schedule analysis yep. tool, which is huge. Yeah. So I highly encourage everybody go use that later. Cause you just plug your team in and it'll tell you a million details. How far they travel. That's the one yeah. I always look at. Who travels yep. the most each season. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of years. It's you, it, Miami tends to be pretty high on the list because they're so buried in the, you know, uh, extreme Southeast. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's in Seattle. It used to always be Portland. I think usually leads the the pack on the, the miles traveled uh, list. But yeah, but yeah. And then, you know, and then it's, all right, when are the teams you only play a couple times? Um, what's the longest road trip? When are those uh, East Coast, West Coast swings for certain teams? So, yeah, but it's you're right. A lot of the the fun of it has been taken out by the fact that we know now, like we know what Christmas is. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's getting a little silly. Like we're getting it's, you know, when the Magic and Hawks play the first time. Like, I mean, I don't need to know that. Like, I kind of so here's here's my thinking on it. Like, I understand why the various people that have access and i've seen some some schedule things but the various people sure. who've already seen because the schedules it's been 
basically complete for a little bit now it's not like it, it just got it, it's not like it gets completed and then no. they immediately send it out to everybody exactly so uh because teams have a chance to look at them and all that kind of stuff so mm -hmm. i understand the information is going to get out there and i understand why if you're somebody who has access to that information you probably feel the need to put it out there because sure. let's face it if you don't do it somebody else is going to exactly right yep but yep. from the from the fan perspective I kind of wish it was just all of what, like open and presents on Christmas morning, yeah. just get it all at once and, and just get, you know, just turn on the fire hose and get sure. the, get the full impact of the schedule dropping and get to just parse through all of it. Instead of for a week, we get, Oh, well this team's playing this team on this day, or this is what Christmas is and, and all that kind of stuff leaking out ahead of time. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Like I, the, the Christmas ones in opening day, like I made my peace with that. Cause that's been sure. going on for years now that we you know, would get those. I remember that even before like Twitter was a thing. Like you would get those would come out maybe like a couple of days in advance of the whole rest yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, it is a little, you know, it's a little weird, but you know, the bigger thing is we will know is we're set to record this in the afternoon on Wednesday with a matter of a couple hours, we're going to be able to start mapping out and planning our lives from, you know, mid October to mid April. That's right. Like that's, which is, which is like, that's to, to me, then it starts the process of, and I really, people think I'm not, I put every game on my calendar, like all 1,230 of them and I color code them and I start mapping out like, I think I want to watch this because I make a little tracker. So I try to see every team equal amounts and all those kind of things and start building out. So I'll, I'll have an idea, you know, uh, you know, starting a little later this evening of, all right, what's, what's my, uh, what, what's my fall, uh, winter and spring going to look like. It's, uh, it's planning out that, that future. I'll say you go further in depth with that than, than <laughs> I do then I'm, I'm more of the, Hey, who's playing tonight? Let's check this yeah. out. But well, it's but, just nice uh, too. Cause I like being able to like sit down and be like, all right, there's no Celtics game tonight. I'm not going to the Magic game tonight. What do I got? And then I just, I mean, I know I could do it just as easily by pulling up like NBA.com, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I like having it all there and being able to see it. And I, they, they I'm not going to go into it because it's madness that only makes sense. To <laughs> all this other stuff. But yeah, it's a, it's funny. I will say this. I get it. So it's your so process. It, it is my process. So we're, we love nothing if not a tangent on our show here. When you right. said the fire hose, did you ever see the movie UHF? With I didn't. Health? I didn't. Oh, but, it, uh, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's very possible that I may have seen it. Like, but that movie is so old uh, that I don't. I have it. no recollection of actually seeing it. You got to find it and see it because it's 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 really bad. But it is. It's so stupid. It's funny. And there's a scene in that for anybody who who maybe wants to remember it fondly. Um, it's uh can't remember he's stanley i think is his name stanley the janitor who they give a kid show to and he goes oh you found this prize you know what that means you get to drink from the fire hose <laughs> it was like this kid sitting on like um it's like a mechanical horse and then they open a fire hose right into his face and rocket the kid off it's pretty funny so that's oh like, children, there's, there's children getting injured <laughs> yeah yeah nothing makes for better better uh, uh, always great comedy, value, right yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, UHF, check it out. It's a classic. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm sure that clip is floating around somewhere on uh, on the YouTube. So we'll have to see if I can uh, if I can find that one. Um, let's get into today's news, and we've got an update on the Donovan Mitchell situation. Yeah, uh, it sounds like hey, for Knicks... everybody who says it, no, we didn't start with Kevin Durant today. 
That's right. With two topics. Uh, yeah. in we do have a few. That's right. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. The world doesn't always revolve that's around it. KD. Yeah. It just might Maybe a little we bit even later. talk about him today. Spoiler. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about him. <laughs> um, all right, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, is There are trade talks that have been reinitiated, reignited, whatever phrase you want to use, um, between the Knicks and the jazz however this was this was got what got me keith because shams put this out there we're we're in this just this drought of (laughs) nba action right now right there's not anything going on really it's just we still have all these teams just staring at each other it's a staring contest everybody knows trades need to happen there are many teams that need to make trades and they're all sitting around staring at each other right now waiting for somebody to blink and shams put this puts this piece out saying the knicks and the Jazz are talking again. Everybody celebrates. Everybody went, yes, finally, something's going to happen. Let's go. A trade's going to take place. Maybe this will be the catalyst that can unleash it all. Finally, the log jam is going to come free. And then you get about halfway through and it says no trade is imminent. And you just heard, there was just, I could hear it. There was a collective groan <laughs> across the basketball world where they all hit that same point in the article where you went, are you kidding me? Yeah. We're still at the, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're talking. But my God, get something done. Yeah, it's and I totally get it, right? And it's funny. Some of our uh, some people who are mutual friends of ours, I was talking with them, and we were just like, like they're just very upset about like this. I'm so tired of this. I don't want to hear anything else until it's done, yeah. and all the stuff. Like, like we're not getting anything. And I was like, we never get anything in August. Like it's always a dead time yeah. in August. They said this is just. What happened is the last few years of this weird calendar, we got used to the off season's literally a month long and everything has to happen all at once. And that is like, all right, like we got used to, like it was straight through till training camp. Now we're back on the regular schedule. One very, very poor free agent class. The best free agents resigned with their own teams and were like, there was no drama there, but I was, I, you know, for anybody's thinking, cause I've heard a lot of nothing has even happened this summer. There were 18 trades made or agreed to at the NBA draft. Then right. we got the Brogdon trade. We got um, the Gobert trade. We got the, uh, there was another one, uh, the, the Nuggets wizards trade. So we have had a good amount of action. It's just, it all happened in the first three, four days. We got the Gobert trade and then everything stopped. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Wolves. (laughs) Now, going back to this one on the Mitchell Knicks stuff, Jazz Knicks. um, My read on this and talking to people around the league is everybody, like you just said, everything kind of stopped after the Gobert trade because it was like a, wait, what now? How many picks and players? Then it turned into a lot of stuff while the whole league was in Las Vegas for summer league. Then it seemed like everybody kind of collectively said, you know what? We're not getting anywhere. No deals are getting done. Let's all walk away for a few weeks. We're all going to you know, go do our things and then we'll come back together. Because normally what happens is teams are starting to, at least front office wise, they're coming back together at this point, mid to late August. And they're planning out one, they're planning out their mapping out their college scouting schedules and all that stuff. But it's also, all right, let's finish out the roster. Like who, who hasn't signed overseas post summer league, who's available. What do we need? Who we want to get to the G league teams and all that stuff. 
But because we've got these couple big names, I think that's why, all right, everybody's back to work now. So now we're back to, all right, what could it be? My guess is, and I mean, this is not taken for what it's worth because it's just a guess. Them talking is a good thing. Nothing's going to happen today, I don't think, because I don't think the NBA wants anything overshadowing the schedule release. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised. End of this week, next week, uh, I know much to your chagrin, um, we get a Donovan Mitchell trade because I think what could happen here is I think what we'll get is Jazz come down a little, Knicks come up a little. Mm-hmm. They need, they they agree. <laughs> off you go. And off we go. It's done. Um, and then that way you're clear a couple weeks ahead of training or guys not training camp, but guys getting back into the local areas. You're clear, and then everybody can move on, and you go. I don't think the Durant thing, I think that's going to take much longer just because I just I don't see any easy resolution to that. But I do think the Mitchell one might be getting close. I also, and this is probably a repeat here, many repeats maybe, I don't think the Jazz want him going to camp. I don't think they want to uh, win extra games. I made that point on a radio hit last night. Same yeah. same thing. There's The Jazz have incentive to not bring him Absolutely. into the regular season because you'll accidentally and, win too much. And if you're the Jazz too, trading Mitchell then fully frees you up to trade Bogdanovich and Conley and Clarkson and uh, Patrick Beverly and maybe Malik Beasley and really bottom that thing out as far as you can to put yourself in the best possible position in the uh, ping pong ball race to hopefully get that number one pick and get Victor Wembanyama. You know, it's, I, I think you're right in terms of this is our reality check of going back into a regular off season schedule. I think that this has actually been busier than most off seasons. Um, because of all the rumors that we've had out there, typically every you know, all the business is done by like the third week of July. Yeah. In the middle of August, we're sitting around going, "Well, all right, uh, this guy posted some training video. I guess we can talk about yeah. that, right?" Like, there's not there's you and really I would have had all the offseason reviews done because we would have had no news to talk about. Oh, we would have had we would have had multiple MCU shows yeah. by this point too. Oh, but but, yeah. but right now. Because there's been so many rumors. So I think you've got, I think you're right in that it's, we got used to there being more stuff going on at just about all times during the offseason and kind of forgot that this is sort of what it's like. But I also think that's built up in this frustration is that we keep hearing updates on these rumors, yes. but they're not really suggesting that there's any true movement. There's yeah. no real, real progress. We're just hearing, oh, they're, they're still talking, still talking, still talking. And so people get frustrated. You know, okay. When is this finally going going to happen? Um, it's you know, it's like when you're excited for the next Marvel movie and it just keeps getting postponed and postponed and postponed. People get yep. get frustrated, they get upset. We're kind of doing yep. that. We're hearing, oh, there could be a Durant trade. Up, oh, there could be a Mitchell. Tra- oh no, wait, no, not imminent. No, not yet. Yep. Uh, but that's I get it from like you and I are going to dive in super deep. But, like the sure. casual fan is going to be like. Oh, so nothing still like you just yes. told me a whole bunch of stuff, but nothing like now I don't want to, under- I've gotten a lot of that. I've gotten yeah, a lot I, of that this, yeah, where people yeah. have been, people have been saying, saying, Oh, so there's no update when I'm like, no, actually there were, there were some actual things here that where we got a little yeah. bit of insight into what the yeah. negotiating stance really is here. Well, and people just think- take, unless, unless it's a deal is done. I've got a lot of people that are now in the category of that's, yeah. there's no update. then. Yep. A hundred percent. And it's not just casual fans. I know people who are, hardcore into a same level you and I are who are like, just tell me when it's done. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear anymore. They're talking now. I don't want to undersell. It is important that like they went weeks without talking. 
uh, sorry, we're about to, we, the dogs got new bones. So they're like ready to like do battle over these new. <laughs> I was, was going to say your dogs <laughs> yeah. are upset about a Donovan Mitchell yeah, trade right? not happening yeah. either. They don't. Yeah, that yeah, was, that that was, it, me, maybe. So in dog speak, that was, I only <laughs> want to hear about it when it's done. That, I, that yeah, was what your dog just said. Probably, that's probably where they're at. <laughs> but I will say, um, I, I like, it is notable that they are talking after yes. like they, which was noted in the piece weeks of not talking, but to that point, they're talking. There wasn't anything new. Like, like even it would feel even better if it was like the the because we got the report the Jazz aren't interested in R.J. Barrett. If it was like now the Jazz are interested in R.J. Barrett or the Knicks are willing yeah. to put you know we got four picks like on the table or something like that. And all we got is they're talking. So it's like yeah, we still don't know where these things are at with, with this. But I it, it's worth you know us mentioning here, despite the fact that nothing's there because. At least hopefully we're maybe moving in the direction of something happening. Or the other thing could be we could move in the direction of it's it's we're not gonna get there and it's definitely not gonna happen. So yeah, well, we could I've been so my vacation starts tomorrow. And <laughs> I've been saying for a while now, I because I specifically booked my vacation for what is typically an NBA dead zone when there's nothing <laughs> going on. Therefore, that means that the the fireworks are gonna start. Sometime after tomorrow, while while I'm gone, it's gonna. And fortunately, by the way, front front uh, front runners, if we want to call you guys, uh, our our good friend Ron Grouderman is gonna jump on here with with Keith. Should any big news happen while uh, while I'm gone, and we also have some team previews that are out there for you. So the show does, is not gonna shut down just because I'm gonna be uh, gone for just a bit. And guaranteed, one of those pre-recorded team off-season reviews will uh, probably end up wrecked. <laughs> Yes. And if that should happen, we're still going to release it and then we'll just do a new one. Like, yeah, we'll just do a disclaimer or something like yeah, that. But yeah, if we have the Orlando Magic are shockingly <laughs> going to get involved in a yeah. Kevin Durant trade and then, and you know, then that's going to get released yep. anyway. Yep. Oh, okay. Let's talk a little bit about the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, who apparently will not trade Brandon Ingram. This is a Kevin Durant adjacent uh, mm-hmm. story here. Um, yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know. To me, when I when I read this, I went, okay, so the Pelicans are out on Kevin Durant then. Right? I don't, I don't see any other yeah. way they can get Kevin Durant without including Brandon Ingram. So... We can we can word it this way, but in reality, I see this as Pelicans out on Kevin Durant. Yeah, and and I think the important thing here with this is um, for 
this. It came from Christian Clark of the New Orleans Times Picayune, um, which is part of why I want to say this because it's just fun um, to say <laughs> Picayune. Um, but it is, yeah, it was Ingram won't be traded for in a Durant trade. Um, and I'm with you. I think that says, and yeah, we're out. Like, there's also the note of they're not sold because they weren't on his list that Durant would be happy to stay in New Orleans either, which is, that's a whole other piece we keep hammering home. You have to factor in here because if, you know, there's no point to trading for him if you're going to turn around and face the same thing. Now, he could get to the Heat or the Suns and uh, who were notably on his list, and that could come back with, uh, I I don't want to be here either in a year. Like, I don't, sure. I don't know where this whole thing will go, but yeah, if you're trading for him and he didn't put you on his list, uh, do so at your own risk. Exactly. And that's, that's been a real problem for teams that have been looking to put together deals for him. It's because they don't want to be put in that situation where, yeah. um, where they get Kevin Durant and then wind up right where the nets are, which is uh, not a good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump over to yours. Should we fire the Kevin cannon? Let's yeah, do it. Should. I'm going on vacation. Yeah. Let's fire yeah. it. Let's fire it off one fire more time. Here we go. Off, fire the cannons. Fire. 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 Kevin. All right. Oh. So I get to tell you something about the Kevin Cannon. I played the Kevin Cannon for my wife and daughter. Yeah. We got thumbs up from, from Bella. So the tween market oh, all right. is in on the Kevin Cannon. She thought like it was it. hilarious. She thought it was really funny. Um, she's like, that's the kind of over-the-top silly stuff like kids my age like. So so we're doing quite well in the tween market. So which, okay, that's so our key more, more drops to hit our key demographic. Yeah. Right. That's that, that's right. Yeah. We're looking for for tweens who are very into the NBA salary cap. Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, yeah, yeah, because there's tons of tweens. Of that are, uh, yeah, the, we know tweens love to tune into a very long uh, niche basketball show. We we know that yeah, they're right. thrilled about that one. But no, hey, uh, hey, man, you'll you'll know this eventually. You know, down the line, I'm a little bit further along than you are with raising a daughter. But it is to the point of like if if I get a thumbs up or like that was cool or that was funny. From, oh, that's um, that's now. a home run. That's that's, that, that's better than yep. Banner 18 for the Celtics right now. Like, oh, I I, I I spent 13 years teaching junior high. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. yeah, like, you, know. You, yeah. you get any you, kind you of enthusiastic that. reaction. Yeah. You you did. Yep. Yeah, you did amazingly well. Yeah, um, I feel really good about it. <laughs> now, I don't know if this, if this is going to come through on the broadcast or not, but the Kevin Cannon actually sputtered a little bit on my end. It did. Um, I saw that. And, but it was good. And I, I think that's just representative of where things are at right now. I think With it the was situation. I, yeah. it, it was. It, it must have been uh, because your your Boston Celtics reportedly aren't close to a deal. Uh, how are you feeling about it? About something including Jalen Brown? Yeah. I, so I've long said if it was Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant straight up or just enough to make the salary match, I get it. It's when it becomes Jalen Brown plus 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 that that I'm out. Like that's, it's too much. You're getting rid of too many of the things that made you special. Uh, he's an injury risk, you know, great player, but I don't know if I'm getting more than 60 games out of them. Um, they have other guys who are injury risks on the roster. Um, no, like at that point, no, I'm not giving up all my depth that I built over the last few years. Uh, that was the best thing Brad Stevens did for this team was rebuild their depth over his, you know, year 
really two off seasons now into uh, you know, leading the front office is, yeah, I don't want to give up all that extra stuff uh, just to, to bring in Kevin Durant. Cause I'm just not sure, you know, where that goes. So that's my, my initial thought is, like nope, um, I'm good with that. Um, uh, this came from Adam Himmelsbach, uh, wrote for the Boston Globe. He's the Celtics beat writer. He said, um, uh, Boston isn't close to trading for Kevin Durant, and he also added the Celtics and Nets haven't had any uh, discussions of substance. So it sounds like it was like we said, 29 teams made a call to the Nets, and it sounds like the Celtics were one of those 29, and that it turned into. Yeah, we're not like here's what it would take, and it might have been, you know, all right, cool. We're not interested. See you later. Um, so I, I, I'm guessing, other than camp signings and filling out the roster, Celtics are going into the start of next season with things as they are. Yeah, and I don't blame the Celtics considering you know they went to the finals last year. They're not in. They're not in a situation where they're desperate to make a move or they have to make a move or, or anything like that. And you can make an argument that a player as young as Jalen Brown is probably a better prospect to keep long term anyway. To have you, he could be on the team for the next ten years. You can't say the same for Kevin Durant. So there's a real argument to make on both sides. I know it's Kevin Durant. I know he's a legend. I know you increase your chances of winning a championship right now. There's, there's a lot of reasons why you would do this, but I can also understand why you should be a little bit hesitant. And this isn't just a Celtics thing. This is a lot of teams around the NBA that are hesitant right now to go get Kevin Durant because of these factors, what they would have to give up. Is it, is it worth giving up 10 years of Brandon Ingram to get three more years of, of Kevin Durant? Maybe that answer is yes, but when you start stacking up other stuff on top of that, and then you don't know whether or not Durant even wants to be there, that's where you see teams start to start to recoil from the idea of making a swap here. No, that's it. It's that 10 years of a player for a guy you might only have for 10 months. Yeah. And right? he might be upset, you know, 10 months from now at the end of next season and be like, yeah, I don't want to be here either. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough. Um, from that side, I, I, like I just said, I don't think, I think the Celtics are going to roll with what they have. I have a feeling too, we are going to get an after the fact story that comes out where the Celtics, like everybody else made the call. And it was the Nets who said, we want Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, picks and blah 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 and the Celtics were like no and then they're like all right what about Jalen Brown Derek White and picks and the Celtics were like still no and then that's where it'll come now that'll probably be somewhat Celtic spin right because it'll sure. be because you don't even make that call you make that call knowing what they're yeah for right and um, you want to put that out there so your players know that no 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 we told the Nets yep. no we're not trading you guys are too valuable we're not trading you that's yep. what that's what and it's about. already been reported that the Nets' first ask was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Right. And how I know that's probably true, even though it came from a Celtics-based reporter, nobody, no Nets reporter refuted it. No one from right. the Nets came back and was like, come on, that's ridiculous. We would never ask for that. And, and that never came out like that. And that almost always does when it's a ridiculous ask on one side. And I think that's the Nets basically saying like, hey, yeah. you know." And you know what? Ask for it. But no, they're going to say no, right? It's it's just kind of kind of where it goes. It's kind of, it's, you know it's 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 like any kind of negotiation. You start high and then you come down. You don't want anything, and then you know, you figure it out from there. But yeah, I, I don't think I'm now to the point where I don't know that a Durant deal gets done before uh, the start of camp, start of the season. This probably drags some um, into the year. You know, we'll we'll see. You know, I I 
you know, that's what I know. And, you know, right now they're kind of doing a staring contest. It's trade me or fire guys and we'll see where it goes. And then maybe I'll come back and, you know, that. And I, and I don't think Joe Sy wants to kind of uh, give Durant and Kyrie that kind of power over the team no. anymore. And, you know, so let's see. Um, speaking of Kevin Durant, despite Mark Stein's report that, and Mark just said, look, I was told by somebody yeah. at summer league that Durant would rather retire than go back to the Nets. Durant responded to it, said, basically said, I'm not retiring. So, yeah. which I don't think anybody really looked at it and said, oh my gosh, Kevin Durant is retiring. I thought it was more an indicator of how dissatisfied he was with the Nets in terms of you know, a response to this idea that he might actually soften his stance and say, well, okay, I will play for the Nets again. I looked at it as instead of, oh my gosh, Kevin Durant is really going to retire as Kevin Durant has no interest whatsoever in playing for the Nets and that's not going to change next week, next month or whatever. Yeah, and, and like I'm glad you said too because Mark also said in his piece like he doesn't think that it would ever yeah. get to that point either. Um, yeah, and then Kevin Durant was very clear like this. I forget what he said basically. This is ridiculous or I, I, did he use the term clown show? I don't know, but whatever he said, no. it's you know I'm not retiring. Um, I look at this along the lines of we've all done this where we have we're all prone at points to hyperbole sure. right where you say something and then you say something way over the top. Yeah. Maybe this, maybe at some point it was like, he'll retire before he'll play for the nets. I mean, we've heard that, right. We've heard he'll quit before he does this or yeah. those kind of things. And I'm with you. I took it more of like, yeah, he's not, he's not backing down in the next month or so and reporting the camp, like everything's fine um, with that. So I do think, I do think if Kevin Durant shows up, to play. I don't think he's gonna show up not in shape and not really play and all those. Like I do think if he shows up to play, he's gonna be there to play. Um, but I that's why that's why I think it's probably more likely he just says, nah, I'm not coming because he doesn't need to. And why bother? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I what I could see happening as well. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, let's chat a little bit about Kevin Durant's current teammate. Maybe soon former teammate. Odd, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe teammate that they never played in a they game. Never together. actually played yeah. together. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons and 76ers. Uh, they reach a settlement. There was some I mean, the 76ers were withholding money from Ben Simmons while Simmons wasn't playing last season. And that obviously became an, an issue. Now they've settled on. Now we don't know how much. What was the total? It was like $20 million. Yeah, it's over 20 million. And we, we don't know how much of that Ben Simmons wound up getting back. Um, I wonder if that's something that'll leak out eventually, but this is this big, this is all going to get wrapped up into a much larger discussion when we get to the next CBA agreement, which is going to be really interesting. Yeah. It, this says to me, um, that they even settled that Simmons may have known that he was going to lose, um, this arbitration hearing, uh -huh. which is very interesting because, then that sets a different kind of tone um, towards what those negotiations may be. Um, I don't, we, we talked about this at nauseum in the past. No one should use, I'm having mental health issues. If you're not, um, I don't care how much you don't want to be somewhere. That's not, we've come too far with too many people respecting uh, mental health challenges and working with people through them to have people use that as a ploy. Um, and I'm no, by no means am I saying Ben Simmons was, um, but it also is, I don't want to see teams basically 
oh, you said that, but we're going to arbitration now and we don't have to pay you if someone right. truly is. So this has the potential to get like to be probably one of the uglier sticking points of this. I mean, it will be likely it's going to be almost unfortunately like when our government like is like, hey, we want to fix all the highways. OK, but we also need money for this, too. And they roll it all into the same bill. Right. It's like the two things aren't really related, but, you know, we're, that's how we're going to do it. I think it's going to be trade requests plus holdouts plus mental. Like it's all going to get rolled into one big conversation that's probably going to get kind of ugly at times. And then I think ultimately they'll they'll settle and they'll figure it out and they'll meet somewhere that makes sense for for everybody. Maybe that's just me being an optimist. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll see with this, um, you know. I'm with you. It'll leak out eventually how much he, you know, got, gave back, like whatever you want to, however you want to look at it on those terms. Um, but yeah, I, I do, you know, kind of, you know, let's see where, where all that goes. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it will did, become. Did you see the graphic? So it's leaked out that I think it's Nets and uh, Pelicans on opening night or like one of their first games of the year. Did you see the thing that was going around Twitter today uh -huh. with the Zion? So a Zion and Simmons. Um, and it'll be Zion. I, I probably have these slightly wrong, but it was like 470 days since his last game. Simmons is like 420 something days uh, when they actually meet in that that opening night, assuming both play, um, which was kind of like, wow, man, like, yeah, two two former number one picks like that haven't, you know, haven't played basketball at that point in like a year and, you know, oh a year gosh. and third or so. Like it's kind of crazy when you think about it that way. That is, that is. I mean, hopefully they're both back out on yeah, the floor. I, fingers, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. At the end, that's all I want. I just want to see. I want to see everybody out there playing and you know at full strength. And right. off we go. All right. Last thing for us, uh, Jalen Harris reinstated. Uh, missed last season due to a, a drug-related suspension, but now uh, back reinstated to the NBA. And we'll see if he can get things back on track from here. Yeah, people may not even really remember Jalen Harris because of the whole situation that happened with him. But Jalen Harris was um, was somebody that the uh, Toronto Raptors picked up, uh, did the 2021 season. He was on a two-way contract. Uh, if we remember, that was the G League bubble season. So the G League season was uh, very impacted. So he only played seven games in the G League, but there were seven strong games, 17 and a half points. Uh, shot 46% overall, five or five, 50% uh, from the from three on five attempts per game, uh, a little over four rebounds, over a steal, um, a couple assists per game, and then in minimal, very minimal minutes uh, with the Raptors, uh, you know, only 170 minutes, 13 games. If we remember, that was the kind of Raptors like disaster season in mm -hmm. Tampa. Um, he played well in those 13 games for them too. 7.4 points per game, 50% shooting, 47% from three. Um, so kid with some talent, you know, it's guard with pretty good size, about six foot five. And then, yeah, right at his last season was wrapping up. We found out he was going to get suspended for a year due to, uh, uh running a follow the drug process. Now he is back with Toronto in a sense, uh, they control his free agent rights. Um, they, they have him um, uh, as a free agent. So we will see, you know, potentially what, how that plays out uh, down the line, but it's, uh, you know, hopefully Jalen Harris has everything right and he's ready to make a return to the NBA. Cause in the end, that's what we want to see in these situations, right? These guys get their lives on track and we're able to see them get back uh, to being productive members of society.
Yeah, exactly. That's that's what we want to see. And um, and so best of luck to him. Hopefully he's able to, yeah. to get things uh, all set again and, and can start to realize some of that that potential. And he only needs to look to like a guy like Malik Monk, right? Went through a, yeah. at least semi-similar situation, never got the full year long ban, but missed a large chunk of time uh, with a suspension. And then Malik Monk uh, came back and, you know, seems to be well past uh, those, you know, kind of demons and, you know, his life and moved on uh, with that as well. So hopefully uh, Jalen Harrison, these are not uh, just for anybody who doesn't understand. These are not minor drug offenses yeah. don't trigger a year long suspension. They can trigger fines and suspensions. These are generally drugs of abuse um, that are, you know, it, it, it's bad. Let's just leave it that way. If you get the full full year or, if, you know, God forbid, like uh, Tyreek Evans got the indefinite. Right. Um, suspension there um that's uh you know which he's also now been reinstated as well as he was uh towards the end of last season so um but yeah yeah here we are um you know hopefully everything is uh gonna be good to go and then we go from there all right well that about wraps things up for our show today make sure you guys do subscribe to the nba front office show over on our youtube channel or if you're listening to the podcast version of this make sure you follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever it is that you listen to podcasts till next time oh <laughs> lost, lost, knocked over my mic there at the end. That's it, man. You're already packing that's, up. That's it. He's packing that's, up. He's headed on vacation. That's He's done. my way of saying it. I'm out. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I dro- I literally dropped the mic. Dropped the mic. Yeah. Now I'm heading out on on vacation. Next see time you? we see you, he's going to be safe. golden brown. That's right. That's ready right. Ready to go, looking good. And, and uh, maybe, maybe maybe by then we won't have a need to fire the Kevin Cannon anymore. We'll see. I kind of doubt. I doubt it. I doubt it. You know what? Talk to those South Seas pirates over there. and just, I will. You know, see if they can get anything going uh, on. You know, I'll see. I'll see if they can find a way to just, you know, tell Kevin Durant, look, I'm the captain now. This needs, That's to, it. Yeah. This needs so, to happen. Sail up to New York and let them have it a little let's, bit. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> see you, everybody, and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.